Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It's Friday, December 14. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky de Oliveira. And I'm Chafet de Oliveira. Uh, end of the week, and uh, let's, uh, as we prepare for tomorrow for Sabbath, let me uh, just pray for um, uh, today for uh, this passage as well. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you, Lord, for the blessing we've had this week as we got to read Revelation again to be able to reflect on this beautiful call and reminder of, of your throne. And we ask God as we celebrate uh Christmas, as we celebrate the overflow and what it really means for us, may we be uh, transformed by this. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Reading again for the second time and last time this week from the English Standard Version, Revelation chapter 4, verses 8 through 11. And the four living creatures, each of them with six wings, are full of eyes all around and within, and day and night they never cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who is seated on the throne who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who is seated on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne saying, worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they existed and were created. Okay. So here's our question today for Friday today and uh, as we reflect on it for, uh, for our preparation today and for tomorrow as well a little bit. What does living a life where Jesus, full stop, all full stop, permeates all aspects of it look like? What holds us back from that all-consuming daily experience? Why don't you go first? All right. So um, I think that uh, I think that it's easy to say uh, that we actually live a life like this, but actually I think that the to kind of like articulate and break it all down. I think that what we what we what I try to do is this is to say is to begin begin the day, begin the day, begin the day by just saying where can I where can I look to a place that I can actually serve, or where can I look to a place that actually I can love better or be. Uh, a person that actually is in in the moment as opposed to just achieving everything that I think I need to do today. And that's mm. really difficult because sometimes I feel like there's so much I want to do today. And so I'm kind of driven by all the things that I want to do, which I feel, you know, good and reasonable and God-inspired and all that kind of stuff. But then I, I there are moments when I say, I, God, everything belongs to you. Right. Right? So if it all belongs to you, even the interruptions, even the things that I haven't planned for, those are moments for you, right? Yeah, the interruptions and, are part and, of the And the conversations. And, and so, therefore, I'm going to be more available today in, yeah, in that space. to be and, interrupted. And so then I allow, I allow God to really permeate all aspects of my well, life. Well, because otherwise your life is about what your plan for your life yeah. is. The difficulty right. with that is that, you know, if, if you want to you want to achieve or you want to do or you have a perception of what it is to be successful or, or to um, accomplish all the tasks that you're supposed to do today, then then how do you kind of balance that out, right? Because if you're interrupted all day um, and you don't get to do the things that you're supposed to do, unless 
that actually is what you're supposed to be doing. Well, and that's what's hard to know. Like, I'll often feel that I've had a good day if I've achieved a lot of things. I've got yeah. a lot of things done. But I don't know. I mean... And then there are days, you know, where I've, whether that's a good I've day come or to not. You, and you've, you know, I've talked to you about what I did today, and I'm like, Got I don't know. Done. I don't, I don't know, know what, what today I did today. Was. It's just one of those days. But who knows where, whether that was really an important day? Yeah. I mean, who knows what the important days? The whole day's gone by, really and I are. know I've had so many conversations, but I'm like, or so many meetings, and I'm just like, I don't know. But it was good. I just don't know. Right? Yeah, because you can't quantify it. Because I feel like that's when we're not in control. And that's when we are in, in the day. Yeah, I was just talking to somebody this weekend about how we are both scheduled, me and the person I was talking to, mm-hmm. schedule-oriented people. So mm-hmm. we don't like anything to kind of mess up mm-hmm. our plan. And I've had to really work at that of thinking, okay, it's all right. I can actually prioritize people mm-hmm. over, like I cannot do whatever my routine thing is. I can put that aside and make relationships with people more important but i have to think about that yeah it's an effort to do that yeah um which is interesting although the second part of your question what holds us back from that all-consuming daily experience the word all-consuming totally freaks me out in that well yeah and i think i think that's why i wrote down all-consuming because i think that's actually what is scary for that every is single not person. an appealing thought it's to not me. good well, at all although i yeah. hear christians saying this all the time they yeah. use this kind of language uh, a lot of, of this just really intense kind of level <laughs> well, of, of um, devotion or, or whatever that earlier? does wig me out a little bit. I just yeah. think, I don't know, I don't feel that way about anything. I don't want to feel that way particularly. Well, didn't we say it earlier this week <laughs> when we talked about this passage? You know, oh, yes, I said things about, what did I say? You, you just said, about how weird you, it is? You said something <laughs> about like, you know, does this happen every day? Oh, Are they do it yeah. every 15 seconds? But they're a little seconds. intense. A little intense, right? Yes. So then, and then you meet people who are a little intense. Yes, I do. I meet people <laughs> who are a little intense a lot. So then, so then that becomes all-consuming. Well, and that sounds to me all-consuming means obsessive, mm. and obsessive is not something that I aspire so to be. So would Jesus be all-consuming? I. What do you mean? Is he? Was he? Was he all-consuming when he was here on Earth, on his ministry in the three and a half years that he did his ministry? I don't know. I mean, all-consuming to whom? Or what do you mean? Was he living, like, you know, with his father in sync? In oh, was con- his, yeah. like, minister, his mission all-consuming to him personally? Uh-huh. No, because all the time he goes and just does stuff, random stuff, where nobody understands why he's doing mm, what he's doing. Are you sure? Yes. The deci- <laughs> Well, that that was part of his mission, yes. <laughs> but I don't know. See, and I wonder. I and wonder. I also don't know every moment of what Jesus did while he was here on earth. I don't know whether... You've not read the secret diary of Jesus. No, I mean nobody knows exactly whether See, he took some time for himself. And or he did. Well, it, and that's what it actually did. It does. It does encourage us to. It does allude to and say that he did go away to pray and all this kind of stuff. And so I think there is something to be said for the times that we need to go. And and so this all-consuming phrase, um, maybe it, it's it's negative because we think it's on. 24-7. Well, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, right. And this is what we're told. You have yeah. to be, yeah. like, pray without ceasing and be, every moment of your life you have to be Yeah, but praying without ceasing means that you can't like, eat, right? And if we, well, yeah, if we don't, if we don't, under, if we don't understand what it means. <laughs> so I think that's, that's where it actually, the, the breakdown of this comes down to, you know, what does uh, a life of Jesus full stop, all full stop actually look like with us? I mean, 
Well, and it's if, okay, if you're living a life that's in alignment with God, does that mm-hmm. mean that you have to be kind of consciously aware of God in everything you're doing, or can you be thinking about the thing that you're doing? And is that a form of faithfulness to God, to be dedicated to a task at hand and doing it well, sweeping your if, floor, or whatever it is that you happen to be doing? If we don't think about our children uh, for, um, you know, while we're focusing on something else, does it mean that we love them less? No. Um, so you, can't, you can't be thinking about everything all so the time. So the, the difficulty is that, is, is our love less consuming then? No, I don't think so. So maybe what we have to do that's is... A good, that's a good maybe that's what we have to, Maybe that's what we have to, to do is to change the paradigm of what it means to be all consumed by the love that we have. Because truth is that a love for our kids is not diminished at all. Right. right? It's like it's like... Or for other people it too. Is, yeah. That, I mean, you know, I just use the kids because that's like... Uh, the people that you love yeah, best usually. You know, it's just like absolutely inside there. So I'm going to talk about this tomorrow in the sermon because I, I think that this is something that... It's so difficult to to explain what it means to be in the overflow of, and then to to be in the overflow and to and to claim Jesus full stop. Well, it's awful because stop. I think churches, that is, mm. people like you, even <laughs> give people an unrealistic view of what it is that they're supposed to be, and it's unattainable. I don't. And therefore, you just think, well, I'm not going to do that because <laughs> I don't give unrealistic. No, views. I'm not saying you in particular. <laughs> you probably do too, but. <laughs> I'm talking about the whole the whole Christian kind of thing. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I think. Yeah, we puts need to, unrealistic we views really of what edit people these should be. <laughs> mm, you can. Oh. But no, I, I'm with you. I'm with you, and I think that there actually there is this um, this this kind of like unexplained pressure that exists, or this um, this thing that we place on people that needs to be actually unpacked properly in a way that uh, that relieves us and inspires us. Because when you read a text like this, Revelation four eight to eleven, it is all consuming, mm. and and it doesn't mean that they do nothing else. Um, if it, if it was literal, I mean, yeah, that's not it. Doesn't do make sense. Else. So so what what is this text supposed to draw us into, and what is, how does it inspire us? So let's think about that. Uh, our time's up for now. But what does living a life where Jesus full stop all full stop permeates all aspects of it look like? What holds us back from that all-consuming daily experience? Think about that. Talk to your friends about that. Let us know, and we will preach about this tomorrow. Um, and look after each other and live love. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, if you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.